Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. We've been talking recently about our trip in southern Italy, which is still ongoing. And today we're coming to you from the island of Sicily. Uh, having come here from the Aeolian Islands, which are just north of Sicily, we then came on to the mainland of Sicily, and now we're in Palermo, which is a very fascinating city. It is, yeah. It has some amazing sights, uh, but more than that, um, there's a lot more to it than just the standard tourist sites that you would go to see. It's also really the the life of the city and, you know, living inside the city and being part of it uh, is is an amazing experience. So we've had four days here and I think it was really worth taking several days to get to know the city a little bit. Yeah. And so because it's still in Southern Italy, it's just got that, that life and that charm and that fascination in a similar way to Naples. I don't think it's as chaotic as Naples. No, I would agree. And, um, yeah, it doesn't have quite as much of an edge. It doesn't feel as dangerous, basically, as Naples. I feel a bit more at ease in Palermo than I did in Naples. But it's still, it's definitely the south of Italy. Yeah, and Palermo and, and Sicily as well has been a kind of melting pot for different cultures for many, many centuries. Mm-hmm. We've come here sometimes uh, in peace, sometimes not in peace, but you, you still have that feeling as well, that people are, are coming here. Sometimes you, you have a little bit of a Middle Eastern feel about it, um, being so close to, to North Africa as well. Right, yeah. So historically, there was a very strong Arab influence and also Norman and Byzantine influence. And now in modern times, again, um, you have immigrant communities here from Africa, North Africa, also sub-Saharan Africa, and then from India and Sri Lanka. So, uh, yeah, there's a really interesting cultural mix here. And so one of the great aspects of this street life, of the street energy that we've been talking about, are all of the markets that you have in Palermo. Mm-hmm. And there's a, one market in particular which is quite famous, and it's always listed among evening guidebooks as one of the things that you have to visit when you're in Palermo. And it's a produce market, and it's in the old area of Palermo, basically right close to where we're staying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the market that you're talking about is the one called Balaro, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, it's full of fruits and vegetables and also meat and fish and and some other kind of prepared foods as well, like street foods, if you want to eat something quickly there or if you want to take it away, you can also do that. But it's great to just wander around and check out the sights and the sounds and the smells because there's plenty of all of those to go around. Right, because in the English-speaking world, the idea of daily produce markets where you would go and buy the things that you needed to cook for the day, that disappeared long before we were born. Mm-hmm. And you know, led by the I think American way of thinking about shopping and thinking about convenience while shopping, the idea of going to produce markets um, died out, like I said, and instead was eventually replaced by the supermarket. Yeah. Which is where you go and you can get everything you could possibly want in one shop. Mm-hmm. And there's no seasonality because you can always get any kind of fruit or vegetable at any time of the year. And um, sure, it's very convenient, but it's also very out of touch with, uh, with the reality of how food is produced. And so now in the English-speaking countries in the last 10 years or so, this new 
idea is coming in. It's almost the return of the produce market, and it's called a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And so in many places you can go to farmer's markets and, and buy produce there. But the farmer's market is a more upscale, kind of classy version of a produce market. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stalls are selling artisanal cheeses and olive oils mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff. And so it's very much a 21st century modern version of an old market, I think. Yeah. I know my parents go to one near where they live in Australia and they go every Friday. It's a once a week market and it's actually held in a rugby stadium <laughs> or maybe it's in the car park of the stadium or it's in one of the other fields that's right next to the stadium. But people will drive and park in the car park of the stadium and then they'll go to the market. So you can see it hasn't really spontaneously grown up there. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very much, yeah, an example of this modern type of produce market that we've been talking about. Yeah, whereas Balado is very different. Um, they say that it's probably the oldest market in Palermo because it was written about by an Arab traveler who passed through here in the 10th century and wrote about it in his diary. So it's been there for at least a thousand years and maybe more. People have been selling food and buying food there in the same way that they do today. And so as you walk through there, you see all sorts of interesting vegetables in particular. We saw a couple of things and we didn't even know what they were. Yeah. And you asked one of the guys and they said it was a zucchini. Mm -hmm. And so they had, apart from regular zucchinis, they had two other different types. One, which is very, very long, and they call it the long zucchini. <laughs> and the other one, which is also quite long, not as long, but it has these curly bits at the end, and it's just a crazy-looking vegetable. Yeah, yeah, and I saw several different vegetables that looked, you know, I recognized them as being more or less the same vegetable that I was familiar with, but it was obviously a very different type, a very different um, species or, or um, variety of, of these fruits and vegetables. Uh, so broccoli, for example, there were quite a few stands that had this large vegetable and all of the signs said broccoli. They were calling it broccoli, but to me, it looked like a cross between broccoli and cauliflower. Um, so it had very much the texture of cauliflower, but it wasn't a white color. It was a green, but not a really dark green like broccoli. It was more of a light green color and it was huge. It was like, bigger than my head. Um, so, yeah, that's just one example of uh, the different varieties of foods that you see here. Right, and they also have the purple eggplant mm -hmm. as well as the more standard black one. And I think the purple eggplant we even call Sicilian eggplant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, you see all of these things. And with the zucchini, I guess we shouldn't be surprised because zucchini is an Italian word and we don't have a word in English for this vegetable. Mm -hmm. So you and I call it zucchini. Mm -hmm. and in British English, they call it courgette, which is the French word for the same vegetable. Right. And so, yeah, you just have all of these really interesting vegetables, really huge mm -hmm. vegetables and, yeah, different sizes, different varieties. Um, it's just a big massive confusion all of the sellers are yelling out what they're selling and their prices and there are motorbikes that are going through and creating lots of noise and mm -hmm. sort of wreaking havoc everywhere mm -hmm. and it's just really fun to be a part of it it is yeah yeah um yeah at the same time i felt like we were very welcome there 
Um, I didn't feel like, like I said, I don't feel like I'm in danger in Palermo at all. And in a lot, of t- a lot of times when I'm in a crowded market, I'm very careful to keep my bag close to me because I know it's a place where pickpockets hang out. And maybe they do there too, but I just didn't have any sense that we were ever in danger. And you know, we were taking lots of photos, we were making some videos. And no one seemed to mind that at all. Sometimes sellers can get a little bit touchy about that if you're, you know, taking photos of of their produce and maybe not, maybe you don't want to buy their broccoli. You just want to take a photo of their broccoli. Um, but everyone was really friendly and uh, no one seemed to mind at all that we were just there to enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's become quite common that tourists do go there, even though, yeah, they often don't really want to buy these kinds of things because they're not cooking for themselves while they're here. Right on the edges of the market, there are now a couple of little stalls with souvenirs and mm-hmm. things like that. So it is maybe trending that way, but it's got a long way to go before it gets taken over by those types of stalls. But there are a couple of souvenir type of stalls. Yeah. And so hopefully that doesn't become too much a part of what it is because there's another produce market in Rome in Campo de Fiori, uh, which we used to like going to, and now it's been completely overtaken by this artisanal tourist kind of stuff yeah. uh, rather than the, the fruits and vegetables that it used to have. Mm-hmm. But I think with this market, um, hopefully that won't happen, or at least it won't happen for a while. Yeah. I mean, the tourist industry in Palermo is much smaller than the tourist industry in Rome, so there aren't that many tourists here. It still feels very much like a real city, a very authentic Italian city. And so I think that won't happen for a while. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Thank you.